This is Wayne reporting live from Los Angeles. Looks like Godzilla is coming into the Los Angeles Harbor. Everybody, take cover. Welcome. Welcome to Episode 9, Right Here at Wayne Sears Funhouse. Find us on Facebook, Right Here at Wayne Sears Funhouse. Thank you for listening in. Today is July 28th. The year is 2018. Rideshare is becoming really crazy and crazy. That's really all I got to say about that. Crazy and crazy. So today we're going to go over a story I read on the internet. Recent story about, okay, children, don't listen. Well, you can listen. Vomit. We're going to talk about vomit, V-O-M-I-T, puking, regurgitating, blah. Okay, well, first of all, before I go into that, that's my my most nervous trait with driving. Sometimes I get anxious when I'm not in my own town and I don't know my way around. I got to follow this stupid GPS and it takes you really ignorant ways to go to pick somebody up uh, okay i can get over that but when somebody gets in the car like like really out of it yeah i think they're gonna i think they're gonna let it let go man i think they're just gonna blah all over my back seat that's my most nervous feature my most nervous not feature my most nervous thing for driving at night or even during the day with uber and lyft because that smell is hard to get out of your car you think you get it out right but three weeks later you go oh man you know and it's hot here where i live it was 118 degrees last week that just that just bakes it so anyway i want to read a story here i want to go over this story about uber riders in some cities are reporting vomit fraud they call it. The writers are reporting vomit fraud. Vomit fraud. VF. Hashtag vomit fraud. So anyway, late late night Uber drivers now are actually uh, chalking up and adjusting them, their uh, their rides and getting an extra $150 by faking vomit. Drivers are using old photos of vomit in their in their cars <clears throat> or stock imagery to fake a vomit incident <laughs> for which the rider is then charged. <clears throat> but passengers have complained to the Miami Herald that Uber's complaint process with favors favors the drivers. And it's difficult to get your money back. What I'm reading here is that in some cases, Uber riders have to cancel the fee via their credit card company, which means Uber cancels their account. So here's what happens. A driver fakes the vomit, vomit fraud, gets them 150 bucks. The driver says, I never threw up. The rider, I'm sorry, says, I never threw up. They, Uber uh, figures out that it's their lying. So the driver still keeps the money. So then they cancel it with their credit card in which Uber cancels their account. 
One passenger said, I immediately contacted Uber through the app. I told him that I was alone, sober, that I was not carrying any drinks, and it was impossible for me to have caused that damage. But every email from Uber comes with, from a different representative, always says, always favors the driver. Uber says in a statement, quote, the vast majority of cleaning fee reports are legitimately the, re the result of someone making a mess in the car. In the instances where we find a confirmed case of fraud, we take appropriate action. With 15 million trips a day, Uber is unfortunately not immune to these types of incidents. Alrighty, so that's what it says. Uber is not, you know, those incidents are like 15 million rides a day. Do the math. They're making some bank on, on a side note there. So what do you do in that case? I don't know. I mean, Uber drivers shouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't do that. Just stupid. They're just trying to make some bank on a customer. And if somebody's totally sober, why would you even do it if somebody's totally sober? You know what I'm saying? Why would you do it if somebody's totally sober? Last night I had somebody in the car, She was, but, but her friend was with her. And um, if she was alone, I could have easily done that because she, she was out of it, totally out of it. So the vomit scam is happening per people, per, per riders. In Florida, this is going on mostly, I think, here. It says, uh, let's see. Some Uber drivers in Florida are, are accusing their drivers of engaging in some truly stomach-churning fraud. Yeah, it's in Miami. Uh, many people don't review their emails or credit card statements, so the drivers wind up pocketing about 80 It's 80 to $150, depending on what Uber thinks the picture is uh, all about. Some uh, The victims have reported fraud, and like I said, they don't get their money back from Uber. Uber finds, in the case of the driver, they, they go on the driver's side on, the, on those type of cases. So it's, it's one of those hearsay one of those hearsay things uh, where, where it's hard to get, um, you know, to get around it uh, if you're the rider. So you want, if you're a rider, you want to check your uh, fare, you know, the next morning when you get up and make sure. But you know what? You're not going to get your money back. So don't take Uber anymore. Uh, just, just stay away from Uber. You know, take Lyft. Take a taxi, right? <clears throat> taxi driver, you know, they have to charge you right away. When I was a taxi driver, I had to charge people right away for vomiting. They vomit, I charge them on their card. Give me your credit card, I'm charging $150. I had to clean this up. And I never had an I have had it happen maybe three or four times in a taxi, and they always paid me. One person threw up right on the back of my neck. Let me repeat that. Right on the back of my neck. Are you kidding me? I charged him 250 bucks and almost kicked his freaking butt. I mean, you don't get in a car and just throw up on a driver's neck. I'm sorry, but that was gross. That That's probably why I'm paranoid about it, but but then again, it's a taxi, so, you know, they, they smell like Lysol and vomit anyway, but my car is a different story. You throw up in my car, that's just, that's just totally, totally wrong. To to totally wrong. So that's the, that's the that's the latest thing here. Um, I got some more news, more news about Uber, uh, Lyft. So this, remember that San Francisco driver 
he was just basically busted for faking being an Uber driver or rideshare driver. New details have surfaced Wednesday about this guy, about which bars in San Francisco the so-called rideshare rapist allegedly targeted for his victims. His name's uh, the 36-year-old suspect Orlando Vilchez Lazo. He's an illegal immigrant from Peru. Shock! And he's accused of raping four women. F-O-U-R, woman. It says in 2013, November, he picked up a woman at a bar called Virgil's Sea Room in the Mission. She was drunk and fell asleep in his car. She woke up in a parking lot near warehouses and told him that this wasn't where she wanted to go. He started kissing her and eventually raped her. Afterwards, he got back behind the wheel. The woman told him if he took her home, she wouldn't tell anyone what happened. He drove her home, and the victim went to the hospital and filed a police report. Good on you. Smart thinking. Very smart. <clears throat> Currently, there's a five-year break between that attack and the next crime he was accused of committing. However, law enforcement experts believe there could be additional incidents. What happened to him in those five years if he wasn't gone and he wasn't arrested? What happened? Asked former Oakland police chief. So anyway, yeah, what happened to him anyway? Why wasn't he arrested? In February of this year, 2018, a woman was drinking with friends, decided to go home, leaving a temple bar in Soma at about midnight. They just drove her, her to the scheduled location, got her in the back seat, and raped her before taking her home. Secluded location, I'm sorry. Not scheduled. Scheduled. Secluded location. So, in, in other words, not to her place. To a place he raped her and then uh, threatened her with a knife before raping her. Then he drove her home. In June this year, the fourth victim they know about once again left the temple bar at about 1 a.m. She fell asleep in his car, woke up thinking her hands were wet. She realized Vilchez was in the back seat with her, and the wetness of her hands was her own blood. She had been trying to fend off the knife with her hands. He assaulted her, tied her, and raped her, but the victim was able to open the car door and run away. She found a house in the area that looked safe. The people there took her and called the police. I don't know, I don't know how you find a house that looks safe, because you never know, but anyway, that's, she picked the right house, obviously. So, Vilches faces 12 felonies, including the alleged rapes of four women, kidnapping three of them, and treating them with a deadly weapon. Well, he's in a sanctuary state, in a sanctuary city. He's illegally here, so that's, that, that's not a, a crime. The only crime he's committed, I guess, is the rapes, right? Uh, the police do believe there's more victims. He's being held without fail. He doesn't have a criminal history, according to police, other than <laughs> crossing the border illegally. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, it's like, you know, you get a pass if you get over here to California. You know, you crossed illegally, but hey, hey, Joey, forget about it. He's all right. He came here illegally, but hey, he's in a sanctuary state. Forget about it, big peedy, little peedy, re peedy, orthopedy. Anyway, so the police said he was 
posing as a rideshare driver during the attacks. At one point, he's also working for Lyft. He just picked a rideshare company. Yeah, I'm with Lyft. I'm with Uber. Whoever. I'm with, you know, whatever. You know, whatever rideshare service you're looking for, I'm the guy. So anyway, this guy is in, uh, he's in custody, of course. He's going to go to, uh, he's going to go to, um, you know, court, probably be found guilty, get thrown in a five-star prison in California, learn how to become a gangbanger, eat some crab legs on Fridays, eat some fish, lobster tails on Sundays, lift weights, get buff, write a book. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's, the, that's, that's the latest on the rapist, the rideshare rapist, as they call him. So I'll be right back. I got to get it. Got to get my head together here after that story. Sick people, man. The following movie has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences. Parents may wish to consider whether it should be viewed by children under 17. Okay, let's go. Oh! Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. Let's see you. You're canceling us again. Why? For what? See, they don't give a shit about you. They don't give two fucks. There's 50 of you. And there's one of me here who spends the most money here, you little fuck. Yeah, fuck you, Arthur, you little faggot fuck. You want to kick me off? Kick me off, you little piece of shit. You're an Uber driver. Go fucking drive, you little fuck. Minimum wage faggot. Go fuck yourself. See you later. Go pick up another fuck. You're, you're working all day. Guess what? I'm going to sit on my ass and watch TV. Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, welcome back. It's great to be back, isn't it? There's a guy who abused an Uber driver. He's going to go home tonight and sit on his butt and watch TV. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know how that guy did a restraint. But there was like eight of them and one of him. He probably didn't want to take him because they had more people than they needed, which happens a lot. Oh, we only have seven people. You could fit them in this Malibu. Uh, no, I can't fit him in the Malibu. Sorry, I can only take four. Come on, man. No, order an XL or another Uber. Four get in and the other could wait for the other Uber. I'm not dealing with you. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's, uh, in the video it showed like six, seven guys there. And uh, that's probably why the guy didn't want to take him and he canceled the ride. Either that or you just didn't feel like getting abused during the ride. Which is another reason why I'm ready to quit, but I'm not going to because I need the money right now. But abusing an Uber driver when he's driving in his car is the most disrespectful thing you could do. And that's why sometimes Uber drivers and Lyft drivers are not in a good mood. Are you kidding me? That's why. And I don't blame them. I mean, I've gotten, I've hasn't been that bad, but I get, you know, people, they, they talk down to you, you know. Um, sometimes people on the upper class echelon of life, you know, you know, you know, like totally, I'm like, you're an Uber driver and I'm a business person. Why are you talking to me? Just leave me alone. I'm going to give you three stars and put feedback because it's you talk to me. You know, really? If you're that rich and famous, take a limo. Why are you taking a cheap butt dollar per mile ride? 
in my car. Oh, and that happens, you know, that happens a lot, <clears throat> that type of attitude. I've seen it. I, I've heard it from customers. You know, they think they're, they're that much better than you, and I really want to put them in their place, but I really can't afford a one-star on my, on my Uber app, you know, because I've already got a one-star, and it's brought me below a 4.9 because of a girl who threw up, and she did throw up. She really threw up, and she didn't like the fact that I gave her one star and charged her $150. So she gave me one star, but Uber didn't take that star away. They just left it there until those stars last for 500 rides. So 500 rides later, after that incident, that star finally went away. And now I have three, a couple threes, a couple fours, and almost a thousand fives. So, but I just hate the social system socialism system of rating people you know if you don't like the ride all right whatever if you don't like me talking to you and i talk to you whatever you're paying a flipping dollar to get from a to b per mile uh, next thing you know why don't you walk yeah why don't you walk home yeah. 10 miles let me know how that works for you you'll be complaining about what the sidewalk the shoes that you're wearing, your back. So any, anyway, I just, um, I'm sorry I'm in a bad mood now <laughs> after, that, after that tape, after that videotape. So when I get in bad moods when I'm doing these podcasts, I, I cut the podcast out. I just stop. Because I like to be positive, but it's hard in, 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 in the rideshare uh, business, you know? And it's really hard because, you know, there are very, 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 very nice people who get in a car, but they always ask the same question. How long have you been doing this? Uh, where you, you know, uh, do you like it? Uh, do you do both Uber and Lyft? You know, and it's the same questions. And I have the same answers. And I try to sound like, oh, that's a new question. I'm going to answer it like it's a new question. But it's hard to do, you know, when you're, when you're tired and so I just yeah yeah I tell them yeah I've been driving it's all right I really want to say no it sucks and I did say that the other day this is my new thing now somebody gets in the car how was your day oh it I say oh it was great I woke up this morning I went and saved the world I brought my superhero costume home I threw it in a laundry I went to Starbucks I had a latte, went back home, I watched TV, and now I'm out saving people at night in Uber and Lyft. They go, oh, you're a superhero? Yeah, just during, that's my day, this is my moonlighting. During the day, I, I go around the world and save buildings from collapsing and, you know, and trains from crashing in, in each other. I'm more powerful than a locomotive. I'm able to leap tall buildings with a single bound. I'm disguised as an Uber driver, and that's just how I roll. And they start laughing, and then finally, you know, they get the get the, get the day rolling. Some people, when I say that, uh, one one lady looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> like, you know, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh. Anyway, let me get me get out of here. Let me roll. I'm at the 20 minute mark now. You guys have a great day. This is episode nine. 
Rideshare Wainster's Funhouse, Facebook, leave a speak pipe message. You could do it from the computer really easy if you're online. Or you could download the speak pipe app and then, uh, you know, do it that way. And then I'll listen to them and then I'll go on the next episode and we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll put you on the air. Yeah, you could be on my podcast and you'll have at least four people listening to you. So that's cool, right? Four people listening to your your uh, voicemail speak pipe and we could talk about it. Four people because that's about the amount of listeners I get. But that's okay. I don't care. It's cool. I'm good with it. Anyway, till next time, till episode 10. This is episode 9. Uh, we'll see you next time. And as I always say, peace. Oh.